Hello everybody, I am so glad you're here. I'm Ray Hughes, and welcome to The Listening Porch. Well, here we are. Um, today's a good day. I want to talk to you a little bit uh, today about uh, just some things that I've been pondering on. Ernest Hemingway, one of the great writers, made a statement, the world is a fine place and worth fighting for. You know, one of the ways that we can fight for the world that we live in is bring the change to it unapologetically and bring it with love to the world that we live in and fight in every way that we can to guard the sanctity of life and celebrate the goodness and the kindness of man. I think that's one of the ways that we've been given to fight is to walk in the opposite spirit of the conflict that's in this world. If we walk in the opposite spirit of conflict, that means we walk as more than conquerors. So we're not going to get all wrapped up and tangled up in all of the conflict that's going on in the, the head of those that consider themselves to be thinkers. Uh, there was a writer back in, um, in England, I think that lived in the 1700s, who said, the world is a comedy to those that think, a tragedy to those that feel. We've got to be those that uh, help write tomorrow. And if we're going to write tomorrow and use the lyrics and the language to carry life into this world, we can't get caught up and tangled up in the fear and the conflict that all of those who think they know what's going to happen next and think they know this and think they know that. I'm not, uh, I think we all need to... <laughs> Sometimes it's a good thing to move more on our feelings than it is facts and information and all that kind of stuff. Because there's just some internal knowings that says, you know, there's just something wrong here with that, this or that. Not from a conspiratorial place, but just, you know, man, I, my gut just says I don't feel right. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to move in the opposite spirit of that fear. And uh, today, rather than throwing the clouds of confusion into my head that are out there, I'm going to reach into a place and um, not be just a, a listener and a reader and not just necessarily just a thinker from that limited place, but I'm going to try to carry the thoughts of God today. I'm going to try to let that be the way I process life today. And that's one of the reasons I think it's important that we not only read the Word of God, you know, and, uh, and meditate upon the Psalms, for example, you know, garbage in, garbage out, word of God in, word of God out. Simple principle. We all know that principle. But you want to take it to another level uh, is what you do is you don't just read the Psalms. You write the Psalms. You don't just read the word. You write the word. Something wonderful happens when, uh, and it's proven science and all that. Something actually happens when, we, when our hand finds the pen and finds the paper. Something actually takes place on a neurological level, an emotional level. You know, Wendell Berry, I think it was Wendell Berry, a fellow Kentuckian that I have a great respect for. I think he said, 
to truly experience poetry, poetry causes us to experience life in a very different way because it forces us to slow down and, and step away from distraction. You can't be distracted and experience everything that the poetry carries. You, you cannot be distracted and, and, uh, and extract the, that nectar of imagery and beauty and lyric and rhythm and meter and everything that poetry is. You can't get the full weight of that if you're distracted. And so it, it forces you to, to slow down and process that truth, process those words and images in the same way that we slow down and meditate and process the Word of God. And then by writing it, it puts us in the process, if you will. So when we get to step over into the process of the writing, we will actually measurably process our life different as well. And I encourage people, don't just write the Psalms, write a Psalm. Write a truth just like David and those guys did and Asaph and and the sons of Korah and all of them, Moses and all of them that wrote those psalms in those days, they were processing their life with a pen, if you will. That's what they were doing. And I, I try to do the same thing. That's one of the reasons I write so much. I'm an author more than I am a finisher, I'm ashamed to say. But find writing exercises that help you become a writer in your life. Sometimes, some mornings just, I, I, I get up and I say, this just feels right. W-R-I-T-E. This just feels right. Today is a free writing day. I don't care if it's ever published. I don't care if it's ever printed. I don't care necessarily. That's not my goal. But that day, I'm going to process life by slowing my life down, getting rid of the distractions, turn off the, the tube, turn off the Facebook, turn off the, everything, and just find those times to find the lyric or the language that best defines what's going on in your heart that day. Write something. Uh, I, uh, I encourage people especially to write something first thing in the morning. Anything. Just write. Um, when you're writing the Psalms, for example, underline the words that sing to you. Look for words that sing. Look for the words that speak to you. Look for the words that have something to say to your day. And now you walk with those written words the rest of the day. Uh, and it doesn't always have to be from that place of, a, of, of religious obligation. It can actually be something that becomes a passion uh, for you. This is one of the reasons I write a lot from place. I look for places and faces that inspire me. You know, you heard the one I did about the, the gypsy girl in Ireland. I think you heard the, um, possibly in another episode, you heard the, the Dublin morning, the morning that I was so inspired and took a walk. I walked with my father, if you will. And uh, I remember in uh, Edinburgh, I, I was walking up the streets and I just stood over by the wall and captured this in my leather journal as I walked up the street. It was uh, the piper chased old notes and out into a cold wind. And the farther away I walked, the more I listened back and remembered the warmth of what I had walked past.
With every step, I hoped that I would one day hear those notes again. On some faraway wintry night, at home, wrapped in a memory. And not long ago, as the rain was hitting the window at my house, I found myself wrapped in that memory. That's one of the ways that I process life. I especially uh, enjoy, like I said, places and faces. And um, uh, sometimes it's not always some beautiful picture like that, but most of the time that's where I go because I look for the beauty in life. I look for the beauty in this world. And I look for something that, that I can feel, that I can experience emotionally. I'd rather that be my emotional experience than all of the conflict that's going in the, on in the, in the world. You know, um, John Keats, a great writer, he made a statement that all writing is a form of prayer. Samuel Johnson said, what is written without effort is in general read without pleasure. And so what we want to do is we want to learn how to convey the beauty of what we see and the beauty of what we experience. And uh, Joseph Stalin, not one of our great heroes necessarily, but he said the writer is an engineer of the human soul. Now, that is a truth. The writer truly is, a, is an engineer of the human soul. We have the ability to touch one another in our mind and our will and emotions and touch one another with great depth. And that's one of the reasons the Psalms are important to us. That's one of the reasons writers are important to us. One of the uh, beauties of, of creating a writing lifestyle is um, so you can carry away from that day a sense of I fully lived that day. And then out of that place of life, we awaken life in others. Listen to this. I saw an old man once, and this is what came out of it. His overcoat looked as though it had been put on with a shovel. He looked like the tiredest man in the world until you looked into his eyes. They were blue and always looked as if they were remembering something and about to laugh. All I did was just wrote a description of that fellow. Uh, listen to this. The morning was brisk and beautiful. The day glistened and the air was like iced wine. The coolness of morning invites the horse to run into the day. His nostrils flare to the smell of sunrise and dew. He is suddenly half magic and half music. He sings a solitary note that says, Let me go. Let me match the beauty of my strength with the beauty of this world. Let me go before morning is gone. You know, when you, when you steward or capture these kind of things, this can become not just a product that is produced out of your day, but it becomes, again, the way you process your life. And in, in saying that, though, it could be a new song, it could be a poem, it could be a novel or a part of a novel, it could be a movie, or it could just be a beautiful way to live and process life and see the world around you. 
And why does everything have to be something until it becomes something else? Hmm. Don't make it something else. Don't make your thoughts be captured by expectation. Let your life be lived as a result of expectation and anticipation and wonder and imagination. Just let it be the way you live. And then out of that, I've said it like this before. It's not always about writing better songs. It's about living a better life and then better songs will come out of the better life. So anyway, just a few thoughts and I hope it makes your life better today. See you guys. Thanks for coming to the listening porch. Now you may have to leave, but you don't have to stay gone. You can become a patron of the show at patreon.com forward slash Ray Hughes. There you'll find video versions of this podcast. I also have numerous online courses at selaministries.com. And don't forget to take a look at the beautiful handmade ink pens at redriverturning.com. See you next time on the listening porch.